0: So now as we get into chapter three of Joshua, Joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from Shittim and they came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and they lodged there before they passed over. And they commanded the people and he said, now when you see the Ark of the Covenant moving out, you stay behind it 2,000 cubits, which is about a half a mile to two thirds of a mile back from the Ark of the Covenant. And the Levites were to bear the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And then he said, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priests and he said, Take the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. The Lord said to Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And you will command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you uh, you have come to the brink of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come close and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, and he will, without fail, drive out before you the inhabitants of the land. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan will be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And so it came to pass that the people removed their tents to pass over Jordan. And the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as you bear the Ark, and they were they had come to the Jordan, the feet of the priests that bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water. Because at that time, the river overflowed all its banks because it was harvest time. And the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city of Adam, which is beside Zaratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over. Verses 1 through 17. So even as God parted the Red Sea, Now God has stopped the Jordan River in flood season so that they were able to pass over. Now, the interesting thing to me about this is when they came to the Red Sea, Moses stretched forth his rod and the Red Sea was parted. They went through on dry land. But with the Jordan, the Lord is now testing their faith and developing their faith. And he let the priests get their feet wet, walking right into the edge of the river, getting their feet in the water, stepping out now really in faith. That wasn't easy, I'm sure. I mean, I can imagine that even Joshua himself had some anxious moments as he saw those guys starting to wade into the water. Now, Lord, that's what you said. But this is coming into a new relationship with god that relationship of faith which is so very important for every one of us to really develop in that full relationship with god it has to be a relationship of faith and god is bringing them now into a new relationship of that faith. Before they saw it, before they stepped in, they saw the sea parted. But now God is letting them take one step further and saying, go ahead, step out before you see any evidence, before you see any signs. Go ahead and step out in faith. Get your feet wet. So here is a new relationship, an exciting relationship to be sure, as they stepped into the water. And as they did, God caused the waters to cease flowing. God threw up a dam, and the waters of Jordan ceased, and the people all passed over. Now, they were commanded to take these stones out of the bottom of the Jordan River, where the priests were standing, holding the Ark of the Covenant. And when they came up on the other side, they were to put these stones in a heap. And Joshua commands them there in chapter four, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come saying, what do you mean by these stones that you will answer them, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones will be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And so the children of Israel did as Joshua commanded. Joshua 4, 6 through 8. And it's interesting to me that God is desiring that his power and his truth is transmitted to our children. That they not forget what God has done for us. And it's sad and it's tragic that very few revivals ever go into a second generation. Those stones were once on the bottom of the Jordan River. And when we walked through, we picked up those stones out of the river. That's because God stopped the river so that we could come through. That's the kind of a God we serve. It was to remind them of the work of God. Oh, man, that we will... Always keep that in the forefront of our minds, that the work that we see is not a work of man, nor is it to the credit of any man. The work is to the glory of our God. Let's keep our memorials unto the Lord for the work that he has wrought. Now, God seeks actually that we would pass on to our children his truths, his glory his power, his method for doing this by creating questions in the minds of children. I mean, have you ever wondered why a child is so inquisitive? That's been placed there by the Holy Spirit. The purpose of that inquisitive mind of the child is that he might learn and that we might teach him. Let your memorials be memorials that will allow you the opportunity to, to share the work of God and the power of God. It is marvelous. I mean, it's simply marvelous that we remember what God has done. But it's also important that we relate to our children who did not have the privilege of seeing that work that we saw, the work that God has wrought by his Holy Spirit. So these stones were to create questions in the minds of the children, to give them the opportunity to share with their children the glorious power of God. So Joshua, in verse 9, set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant stood. And they're there to this day, Joshua 4, 9. Now, I think it'd be Super fun. They set up these two memorials, right? And they took the stones and they set them in a pile in the Jordan River. And they also set a pile on the bank. Now, I think it'd be awesome to get some scooby gear since they were there to that day to see if those stones are still there in the Jordan River that Joshua set up. I think that would be cool. Now, the priests which bear the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan till everyone was finished, that the Lord commanded Joshua to speak to the people, all that Moses commanded Joshua, and the people hasted and passed over. And so it came to pass when the people were cleanly passed over, the ark of the Lord passed over the priests in the presence of the people, all the children of Reuben, Gad, Manasseh, about 40,000 of those two tribes prepared for war. On that day the Lord magnified Joshua in the sight of all Israel and they feared him as they feared Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord spoke unto Joshua saying command the priests that they bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of Jordan and when they were when they had come up from the midst of Jordan and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up to the dry land that the waters of the Jordan returned unto their place and overflowed their banks as they had done before. And the people came out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month. They encamped in Gilgal, in the east border of Jericho. So it is actually just four days prior to the feast of Passover. And those 12 stones which they took out of Jordan, Joshua pitched, in Gilgal. And he spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children will ask their fathers in time to come saying, what do these stones mean? Then let your children know saying Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. Verses 10 through 22. So the memorial by which they could share with their children, the marvelous work of God. Now, in chapter 5, we read where all the adult males were at this point circumcised. It was a rite that they did not follow while they were in the wilderness wandering, so that those who were born in the wilderness, and now were men, had not gone through the rite of circumcision. But now that they are to enter into the land, the circumcision, which was always a type of the cutting away of the heart after the flesh, God wanted a people whose heart was after the spirit, so it was a symbolic act. And God said in Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, circumcise your hearts. In other words, cut away from your heart that longing and that desiring after the flesh. And Paul put in the book of Romans, he speaks of the error of the Jews in observing a rite without the reality. And though they'd gone through the rite of circumcision, yet their hearts were after fleshly things. So they were, there was an inconsistency there. Now that they're going to enter into this new relationship with God, coming into the land, because it is to typify a new relationship after the Spirit, which is that new relationship that God wants to bring you into, a life of victory over the flesh. So it was necessary that they go through the rite of circumcision and all, and of all the adult males, that that they be circumcised in order that they might cut away the flesh, and so signifying the fact that they were going to walk after the Spirit, and after God, with a heart after God. So, as I said, it was not done in the wilderness, and so it was done after God. They entered into the land. The first thing was circumcision in order that they might again declare themselves a people unto God to walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. And so God said, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt far from you. Therefore, the name of this place is called Gilgal, verses 9 and 10, chapter 5, which means a rolling because God there rolled away that reproach of Egypt, which is a type of the flesh and the life after the flesh, they long for the flesh pots of Egypt. Egypt always is a symbolic sign of living after the flesh and lusting after the flesh. So Israel encamped in Gilgal. They kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at, in the plains of Jericho, verse 10. So this is the first Passover in the promised land. They came in just four days beforehand, circumcised themselves, and now are beginning this new relationship with God, observing the Passover now in the new land. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover. The unleavened cakes, the parched corn in the selfsame day, and the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land neither had the children of israel manna anymore but they did eat of the fruit of the land of canaan that year verses 11 and 12. so again now coming in now to a new diet the life of the spirit is a life of variety it's a life of excitement it really is thrilling to walk after the spirit and live after the Spirit. You never know what God has planned for you this day. It's just an exciting life, a life of variety, and I never lack excitement. I mean, just walking after the Spirit is the most exciting spirit experience in the world. So they're leaving now the old manna, that monotonous kind of diet, and now they're going to begin to eat of the fruits of the land that God has promised as they come into now the land of Canaan. Now I love verse 13 here. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went over to him and said, are you for us? Or for our enemies and he said not for your enemies but as captain of the host of the Lord am I come and Joshua fell to the earth and his face down and he worshiped and he said to him what saith my Lord to his servant and the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua loosen your shoe from off your foot for the place where you stand is holy ground And Joshua did so, verses 13 through 15. So here, Joshua meets Jesus. Jesus is the captain of the Lord's host. And you see, if it were an angel, then he would have refused the worship. Because John, several times in the book of Revelation, tried to worship the angel. And he said, stand up, worship the Lord. And the Lord said, you shall worship the lord your god and him only therefore the captain of the lord's host is none other than jesus who is standing there ready to lead him in to the land of promise as captain of the lord's hosts have i come and joshua fell on his knees fell on his face and said what do you want me to do lord much like paul the apostle lord what will you have me to do Now, here is a true picture of leadership. The finest leader is the man who is led. The finest ruler is a man who is ruled. And God chose Joshua for a leader to rule over the people of Israel because Joshua was ruled over by the Lord, the proper chain of command. No man is fit to rule who is not ruled. That's the tragedy of history where we have had despots upon the throne these autocratic, despotic rulers who did not feel a responsibility to anyone else, but became the final authority within themselves, they became tyrants. The people always suffer under the rule of such people, but those who have a consciousness of the fact that they are ruled, those who have submitted themselves to his throne, are able to reign upon their thrones. But you've got to have that chain of command. You remember when the centurion came to Jesus and sought that Jesus would heal his daughter who was very sick, and Jesus said, I will come to your house. And the centurion said, oh, oh no, Lord, that isn't necessary. I'm not worthy that you should come to my house. For you see, I understand authority. I also am a man of authority having under me men. I am also a man, he said, under authority having under me men. So he sees the chain. I'm a man who is under authority, but I also have men under me. He recognized the position of Jesus, having submitted to the Father, a man under authority, yet having authority himself. So I can say to one man, do this, and he'll do it, and to another, do that, and he does it. And I have authority, but I also am under authority. I know that you have authority, and I... All you have to do is speak the word and my servant will be healed. And God said, all right, and that's far out. I haven't seen this kind of faith among the Israelites, a man who recognized what true authority is. Oh, man, that we would realize that we don't have any right to rule unless we ourselves are ruled. So Joshua, the leader over the people and yet being led, what do you want me to do, Lord? The real heart of a servant. So the Lord didn't have much for him to do, just take your shoes off. The ground where you're standing is holy. So much as the Lord spoke to Moses out of the burning bush, the command to remove his sandals, so also to Joshua. So as the captain of the Lord's hosts, To lead the people of God into the conquest of the land. Shall we pray? Oh, Father, let us step into the water, Lord. Let us through faith, Father, follow you. Lord God, give us the strength and the power and the wisdom that you gave Solomon but Lord our hearts have to be right with you that flesh that lusting after the flesh has to be cut away Father Lord God help us to do that Lord we want to be a people that follows you with nothing else dragging behind us Lord Father forgive us of our sins Forgive us of our anger. Forgive us of our unforgiveness, Lord. Father, put in us a new heart. Lord God, we need your help every day to pass over the Jordan and live that new life after the Spirit into the land that you promised us. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all God's children said, Amen.